Let me know if you relate to this play-by-play. The kids finally go down to sleep. There's laundry to be folded and switched over from the washer to the dryer. The sink's full of dishes. Toys are strewn all over the floor of your house. And there's at least five things on your to-do list from today that didn't get done, but it's late at night. So because of, you know, office hours, whatever, you have to move those to tomorrow. You still have to shower and you're mentally exhausted. So you just want to sit on the couch and click the TV on and scroll your phone to decompress. Whether you took on that long list of to-dos or went straight to decompressing before you know it, it's 11 PM. And there goes your plan to finally get up early enough tomorrow to be up before the family and take care of what you want to take care of. I don't know about you, but I have been there. I was there for months and it is a hard cycle to break. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is literally one of the hardest cycles to break because it just compounds on itself, right? If you're up late, you can't get up early unless you just want to, you know, struggle the next day. But why would you want to struggle? So I've broken that cycle. It was hard and I've helped other moms break it too. And it was hard, but I'm going to bring to you today how you too can actually break that cycle, do the hard work of breaking that cycle of staying up too late and then sleeping in because ultimately you deserve that morning time that you want and you're capable of making it happen. So let's go. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. I honestly don't remember how long it took me after my firstborn to start getting up early again, but after my second was born in 2020, it took me at least a year to start getting up early on a consistent basis. 12 months, not kidding. Part of it was because my second wasn't sleeping through the night for a whole year. And the other reason was because once my kids went to bed, I would waste so much time and stay up so late using TV or my phone, or honestly even work to decompress from the day, making it really hard to wake up the next day as early as I wanted to. And I've never just like caveat this. I've never been a morning person. I'm still not a morning person to be honest, but I know that I need that morning time to feel put together later in the day. I need that for myself. You know, I do get tired by 9 PM falling asleep on the couch, but it's because I I took that time for myself in the morning and I just thrive with that. 
So I'm not speaking to you from a place of being this amazing morning person. And this is just easy for me because I get stuck in this cycle very easily because it's my nature to like stay up late and not get up super early. It's a hard cycle to break, but it's possible to break free from it. So let's talk through that. Let's talk through how I did that. And honestly, these are things that I do now. If I do find myself getting closer back to that cycle, how I, how I break that from happening and getting stuck in it. So first thing, let's address mindset. There is, (laughs) I don't know if it's a mom thing or just human nature, but we can really take on this all or nothing mindset. And you cannot 180 this time frame. You cannot 180 this this cycle that you're in. You can't just say, okay, I'm just going to start getting up at 5 a.m. when I've been waking up at 7 a.m. and I'm just going to start going to bed at nine when I've been going to bed at midnight. Like you, it's really not possible. It's not sustainable. Maybe it's possible, but you're not going to be able to sustain this new habit and new routine long-term. You have to take baby steps. And I have a whole episode on this, I believe, I don't remember the exact number, but I'll link it below for you on how I went from sleeping in to having my kids be my alarm (laughs) to waking up consistently at 5 a.m. And I I share that step-by-step process in that episode. It's linked below, but you have to take baby steps and walk yourself backwards, not only to an earlier wake-up time, but an earlier bedtime, because each of us thrive on a certain number of hours a night. For your average adult, it's seven to nine hours. You are a unicorn if you can thrive on five hours of sleep, but I hate to break it to you. You're probably not a unicorn and you probably do need seven to nine. It's a very, very, very small percentage of the population that can actually function healthy long-term getting less than seven hours of sleep a night. And if you're in a season where your kids aren't sleeping through, maybe this is not the time that you need to make this change and start waking up earlier, but I'm sure you can start going to bed earlier. So you do need to baby step it backwards. And we're going to talk about a few tangible things you can do in a few minutes. We're going to talk about those things you can do during the day. So you can get to bed earlier, even if you don't want to start waking up earlier, but we need to stop this cycle, right? So that's the first thing is you cannot 180 this time frame. You got to get rid of that all or nothing mindset because if you do that, it's going to be really hard to sustain it long-term. And I know you want to break this cycle long-term, right? You don't want to keep doing that roller coaster of you break it, but then you go right back to it. You don't want that. So baby step these changes and practice the patience that it takes when you, when you strengthen that pace, patience muscle by taking baby steps, you're going to be able to be more patient in all the things in your weight loss journey in, you know, your parenting, <laughs> your patients will grow in other areas when you practice it in your habits. So again, baby step this change. The other mindset issue I want to address before we get into the tangible stuff is this concept of guilt. <laughs> Let me know if, if you feel this, if you've ever thought this, it's 11, 12 PM, late at night, 12 PM, that'd be middle of the day, right? It's 11 PM, 1130 you found yourself up super late. You're like, Oh, I don't want to look at the clock, but I will. And you're like, Oh, it's so late. Oh my gosh. I did it again. And this feeling comes over you of, I can't believe I did this. I shouldn't be here, but here I am again. There goes tomorrow. There goes my plan. And you feel this guilt, this, this gorilla on your back and it feels horrible. You need to start taking those thoughts captive because yeah, you did it again. Okay. That's frustrating. And you know what? Maybe that this is the last straw right on the camel's back. It's going to break the camel's back. 
and finally make you change. But if it's not, whenever that thought comes up, I just want you to take that thought captive because it's not serving you feeling guilty, beating yourself up about the fact that it's 1130 again, and you found yourself up late again. And now there goes your morning routine tomorrow that you were so excited to start. You know, you're not doing yourself any favors by beating yourself up. And yeah, I'm the tough love mom and I'm going to shoot straight, but being honest with you and upfront and getting straight to the point doesn't mean beating yourself up. There's a difference there. Those are two different sides of, of the fence and tough loving yourself is being honest with yourself. Why did I do this again? Instead of saying, oh, I did this again. I'm such a horrible person. I'm never going to be a morning person. No, don't speak that over yourself. Instead of going down that route of beating yourself up, I want you to go, why am I doing this? What do I need to decompress from that I'm not addressing during the day? How am I spending my time? And we're going to address how we're spending our time and what to change during the day so you don't have that need to decompress every single night for hours. But take captive those thoughts. Don't beat yourself up. Be honest with yourself about why what's what you're doing, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. But just just take those thoughts captive. Okay. If, if you're not sure how to do that, go listen to episode 34. It's a tough love mom tip episode. So it's short and sweet and to the point it teaches you just to how to change the narrative in your mind and the words you're speaking over yourself. But let go of that guilt. Stop blaming yourself and beating yourself up because it's not helping you. Okay. That's that. So next time it's 1130 and you're up and late and you realize that I hope you hear me go, stop beating yourself up. Okay. Don't do it. Next thing. Let's talk about the tangibles what you're going to do during the day. You need to change some things and you don't know what to change if you don't know what to change. So you have to do a time audit. And this is a lot more simple than it sounds. Audit is like this creepy, crazy word, right? You're going to do a time audit, which basically just means throughout the day, whether you have a piece of paper out in your kitchen, yeah, we have to track. If we want to change anything, we need to track what we're doing right now or we won't know what to change. <laughs> I tell people that with nutrition, just because I have you track for, as a client, if I have you track for a couple days, doesn't mean you need to do it forever. I don't track my nutrition every single day. I just do it in seasons when I know I need to tweak things or be more intentional. And right now you're being more intentional about your time. So you need to audit your time. You need to track your time. So for one or two days, two days would be ideal. So you can kind of see the patterns. But at least for one full day, I want you to have a piece of paper out and you're just going to write down what you're doing when, and just be honest, like go about your day normally. If that means that you scroll your phone for 45 minutes and then you watch three hours of TV after the kids go to bed, just write it down. Like be totally honest with yourself, no emotions, just write down what you're doing, be transparent. No one's going to see it except you. And unless you want to share it with me for accountability, feel free, but you're going to do a time audit. And literally all you do is write down what you're doing throughout the day and how long you spend doing it. So like, for example, I'm not going to give you a whole rundown, but say you wake up at 645 because you hear the kids crying. 645, wake up, kids are awake. You know, 647 to 730, get kids up, change diapers, make breakfast, kids are sitting down at the table. 730, make my coffee. Like just just write down. You don't need to be, you don't need to fill every single minute, but it gives you an idea of how long certain things are taking. It just gives you an idea of when you're doing what kind of what the flow to your day is. And once you do that for one, ideally two to three days, you're going to take that piece of paper 
and look at it or pieces of paper if you do this for a couple days, which again is ideal. And I want you to analyze it. I want you to evaluate it, look over it for open spaces or times that you can replace activities or take out certain things or add certain things in. I don't have an exact science of this for you because everyone's day is different. How we spend our time is different, but this is where you can start. And this is where you can change things where you can stop wasting time. You're going to use this time audit to replace the things that are sucking the time out with intentional things. And what this does is it gives you when you're intentional about your time, when you're not, when you're running your time, instead of letting your time run you, you don't feel the need to have to decompress as much at the end of the day, because you're running your life instead of letting life run you. And it feels really good when you can get to the end of the day going, I had a good day today and I spent my time well. And yeah, there were some moments where I wasn't my best or I didn't show up my best, but most of the time I was intentional and it's not easy to do. Like this takes discipline, but you can't get to that point without knowing how you're already spending your time. So it comes back to this time audit. And again, you're going to use this time audit to just evaluate it, look at it. Okay. Wow. While the kids were eating lunch, I mean, I'm I'm only speaking from experiencing giving these very specific examples because I found myself doing it before. Wow. Well, my kids were eating lunch for 20 minutes. I had the TV on and I was scrolling my phone or like responding to text messages. Like I've done that before. So I'm, so I'm, you know, that's something where I was letting life run me instead of being intentional with my time. And when you do a time audit, you can see where you're doing certain things. Oh, wow. I, you know, watched three episodes of whatever show on Netflix instead of just one and then going to bed. Like you can actually see those on paper. And when you see that on paper, you can decide where you're going to make changes. So you can figure out where you're going to stop wasting time and replace those time sucks with intentional things. And you're also going to use your time audit to find where you can be more present. And you should not, this is coming from someone who loves routine. I love having a schedule. If you listen to one of my earlier episodes, you know, I've got multiple planners, you know, I'm psycho like that, but you should not have every minute. And this is coming from me, that kind of person. Okay. You should not have every minute of your day scheduled. You should not, there should be open spaces. There should be gaps where you can slow down and give your brain space, give your body space where you can go for walks, where you can play with your kids, where your kids can decide what we're going to do as a family outside time, time to journal, time to read a book. I mean, we have time to do all the things we want to do. We're just not allowing ourselves that space because we might be scheduling every minute of the day, or we might be, you know, doing these things that suck our time instead of being intentional with our time. So this time audit is key to change what you're doing during the day. So come nighttime after the kids go to bed, you don't have this soul, deep soul need to decompress from this stressful day because when you're intentional and in control of the things, and this applies, like you can do this, you can do this time audit, you can be intentional and choose how you're spending your time, no matter what kind of life you lead, no matter how many kids you have, no matter what kind of job you do, or whether you stay home with your kids, you can do this and you can control the time that you do have control of. So tough love mom moment there, like you are capable of that. So do this time audit, treat it like it is, treat your day like it is. We all have the same 14, 1440 minutes of the day. So choose how you're going to use them. I don't like the whole 24 hour thing because I think it's, 
like kind of cliche and we always hear it and it kind of can just go in one ear and out the other. But uh, Carrie Walsh Jennings, she's one of my like childhood heroes. She and her husband have a, a company called P1440 and it's based off the fact that you have 1,440 minutes a day. Be intentional with how you spend them. So do this time audit. Again, you don't have to be perfect and exact, but it'll give you a picture of how you spend the flow of your day. And I mean, use your, you have like, if you have an iPhone, you have those settings in your phone too, right? Where you can look back and see how you're spending your screen time. So again, use this time audit. This is probably the most impactful thing you can do from this episode is do a time audit and see where in your day you have gaps, see where in your day you can replace what you're doing with more intentional activities and see where in your day you can create space to just be present, do whatever, move your body. If you're not doing that consistently yet, like you have that time, figure it out and you figure it out by doing a time on it. Now let's talk about nighttime. So we dealt with the daytime. Now it's nighttime. Let's talk about post kid bedtime routine, because sometimes when the kids go, I mean, I'm again, speaking from experience, sometimes when the kids go to bed, like they're finally down. Maybe it was a battle at bedtime for like an hour and a half. They're finally down and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm exhausted. The house is a mess still. I don't want to do anything. I want you to get into habit of doing a few certain things that will just make you feel better in the morning. Because if we get up early in the morning and our house is in the same state it was that left us feeling kind of stressed and we wanted to avoid it and numb out by just doing whatever. If we leave our house in that state It's going to impact how we start our next day, even if we do get up early. So what I want you to do is come up with, and I can't subscribe, I can't prescribe, prescribe, is that the word? I can't do that for you because you're different than I am. But personally, I have a post-kid bedtime routine, whether my husband's home or not. If he's not home, I do it all by myself. If he is home, you know, we share the load and, you know, it's not always 50-50. It might be 40-60. It might be 80-20 but we share the load a little bit more when he is home. So what's that post-kid bedtime routine? And we don't have this like set. He probably couldn't acknowledge exactly what it is step-by-step or what each part of it is. And to be totally honest, there's certain things in my post-kid bedtime routine that I don't do every night. If I really don't have the energy for it, you know, you got to be aware of what your needs are, where where you're at energy-wise and what you're capable of doing. But what it looks like for me, kids go to bed. I pick up the living room because usually there's still toys all over the floor. Even if the kids helped pick up, there might still be a few things, you know, left to pick up. So I like to do that. I like to get the dishes put in the dishwasher, flip those over, uh, maybe 50% of the time. If there's laundry to be done, I'll switch over the laundry. That's not like a staple, but cleaning up our living room and getting the dishes switched over. So the sink's not full are pretty much the biggest staples. And then whatever I'm going to do after the kids go to bed, whether it's do a little bit more work, read a book, watch a show, I get set up for that. Usually I have my like staple nighttime snack is Greek yogurt with honey and peanut butter and either banana or frozen blueberries. Frozen blueberries, it's like, it literally is like a frozen peanut butter and jelly froyo. So good. But that's like my nighttime snack. So I like to do that. Sometimes I'll make a cup of hot tea. I get that all set up and then I settle into the couch or the chair and I do those things And instead of feeling like the stressful decompress, it's almost like, oh, I get to fill my cup up again before bedtime. So that's, that's my post kid bedtime routine. I pick up, I clean up. And honestly, I can look at the mess sometimes, especially if we didn't pick up before the kids went to bed. I'll look at the mess sometimes and just go, 
Holy moly, this is going to take forever. But in all honesty, if you were to time yourself, and I challenge you to do this, if you look at a mess that your kids made and you're like, this is going to take forever, I challenge you to time it because it probably takes a lot less time than you think it does. And we create in our head these obstacles that are way bigger than they actually are. I mean, I do it all the time, all the time. And if you just time it, you'll go, oh, that wasn't as bad. And a lot of the times when you start and you get something done and you finish it, you're like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Kind of like a workout, right? Kind of like eating a healthy meal. You're like, oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. (laughs) So just do it. Get it over with. Time yourself if you're really in your head about it to prove to yourself it's not that big of a deal. Same with the dishes. I mean, literally, it probably takes me two minutes to unload the dishwasher, maybe two minutes to load it, four minutes. I mean, four minutes instead of waking up to a you know, sink full of dishes, I can't fill my water bottle up. I mean, that's stressful, right? That takes energy out of you. So again, come up with whatever that post-kid bedtime routine is and then come up with your, it's going to sound so silly, hopefully not, but you're going to become a believer. Come up with your bedtime routine, like have something in place where it's okay. At this time I'm going to stop getting, I, I turn my, my apps, almost all the apps on my phone. I can't access them after nine 15 because I want to be in bed by like 10, 10 30. So that gives me almost a whole hour of not being on social media or really any of the other apps that take my mind away that take me to places where I'm like doing and creating and showing up for other people. You know, if there's text, I can get to text, whatever. But I mean, come up with boundaries and put things in place to where you can start to wind your brain down. That can look like reading, journaling, again, hot tea, having a certain snack, brushing your teeth, getting your pajamas on, come up with your bedtime routine. I know it sounds really silly because we have like little kids and we're coming up with their bedtime routines, but come up with yours. Identify what yours is. It doesn't need to be eight steps or seven steps or anything big and monumental or a certain time frame. Just pick a few things that'll help wind you down. So when you do go to bed, your body's calm, your mind is calm, and you know what that is. So once your kids go to bed, know what you need to do to just Put the house in a state that when you wake up in the morning, it's in a good place where you feel good and you feel filled and you, you know, you have the space to be like, oh, and just breathe. It's important to have the house in a state. What we see affects how we feel and how we think. So come up with what you're going to do after the kids go to bed to just put the house in that state and then come up with your bedtime routine. So your body and your mind are calm going to bed. And it doesn't take as long to fall asleep. Okay, so that's that's your nighttime stuff. So we addressed the mindset piece of this, this cycle. We addressed what to do during the day. So by the time the kids go to bed, you're not in this overly stressed state where you need to decompress and not handle any of the things that will help you set up for a good day the next day. And we talked about what to do at night after the kids do go to bed and before you go to bed to just set yourself up for that productive, peaceful, like, it's the only way I can explain it is you can just take a breath and feel good about the next day. So what I want you to do now that you've got all this out, again, if you didn't catch the drift earlier, do a time audit. If you don't do anything else after this episode, do a time audit, even if it's just for one day, okay? Do it, evaluate it, and then come up with evaluate. And when I say evaluate it, I mean, look at it, decide where you've got space, where you can tweak things. Don't make any huge changes. Don't try to go to from this. Okay. This is what my day looks like now, but I'm going to 180 everything. Don't do that. 
Don't do that. Make small tweaks and changes just to make it a little bit more ideal. And then come up with your kid post-bedtime routine and your your pre-bedtime routine. So come up with those nighttime routines and share it. Let's, let's get accountability going here, right? Share it to your social media. Tag me on Instagram when you share it. Send it to me on Instagram, whatever. And again, just do it and send it to me or post it up for that accountability. It's huge. If you have mental blocks around this, because <laughs> I know you're going, oh, like, oh, that sounds stressful. I just need the account. I need someone to hold my hand. I need the accountability. Or if you feel like you've done some of this work and you can't quite pinpoint the issues and you need to get consistent with just doing the things, doing this time audit, replacing certain behaviors and habits and actually being consistent with these things, with these changes and with how you're spending your day, grab a consistency and confidence coaching session below. Okay. You're going to come out with a customized two week action plan based on your schedule and your lifestyle with simple action steps. We're going to keep it simple, always (laughs) simple action steps that you can follow. And you're going to get my accountability over time. So you can make these changes. We cannot change what we don't track and we won't track what we aren't willing to work for. Okay. It's time to tough love yourself and do it right. Do the right steps in the right order. That's what I'm here to help you with. And all you got to do is start by doing that time audit. So go get after it, mama. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.